I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, and welcome to uh, episode 25, is it? Yeah. 25 of The Independent Agent. I'm Jordan Goodman, and my brother Justin is sitting right next to me, and we are about to have a beverage. Uh, why don't you remind the good folks about why you're missing a beverage, though? I am missing a beverage because I am on week two of my protest. I applied, well, not applied, I, I reached out to Michelob Ultra hoping to get a sponsorship for the Total CSR podcast. And they said no. I was rejected. It reminded me of high school. And because I'm bitter <laughs> and uh, go scorched earth, I am boycotting for the second week uh, until such time as they wisen up and realize how much revenue they're losing out on by not having me advertise their product. So speaking of reminding you of high school, this reminds me of college. Yes. So this was this was actually a request by Justin to be made. He he requested it in shot form. I just didn't know that I could. Phys- I don't know that I'm going to be able to physically have more than a sip of this. We're, we're drinking kamikazes today, and so just basically it's vodka, lime, and triple sec. I use Grand Marnier because that's what we had. But you know how everyone has that like experience of oh that time I drank tequila or whatever. That is me with with a kamikaze. We had an event at the fraternity house. So we we did these events with like fraternities and sororities at USC, and um, we always you know burgers and beer whatever. There's always some kind of alliteration or rhyme, and so it was kamikazes and I don't remember what Kahlua. Food. No, there's there always a food associated with it. Anyway, it was we planned it and it was on the final like night of the Bachelor, and we didn't realize it. We did it with Pi Fi, and like not a single girl showed up, like no one, which is. Absurd, because it's, I mean, there's usually 100 people that show up for, for both people. And so we had all this. And so we just started pounding kamikaze shots. And I had a midterm that, no, I had a final the next day. And I remember just not, I remember being ill, very ill that night, waking up, um, hadn't studied for my final, just went and took it, had to go be ill mid-final mm. in the restroom, come back, finish my exam, I don't really remember what happened, but I graduated on time, so. Well, I used to make these, uh, I I may have had a nickname, uh, Booze Cart, in college. I actually had a cart with wheels with uh, alcohol on it that we would wheel down uh, throughout the fraternity house, and I would stop from room to room. And every Thursday night, Friends was on, and so I would have the Thetas over. They would never, the Thetas wouldn't have no-showed the event, because I had about 12 Thetas watching Friends in my room every Thursday night. Right. 
and I would make kamikaze shots. We did we did that too, but that was the OC for us. Ah, yes. Uh, but yes, I would make kamikaze shots. I think I delivered well. And uh, yeah, it was good times. So bringing back oh. memories. So let's do this. You're going you're gonna to kill it all in one? No, I'm not taking it as a shot. I'm, I'm, I am hoping the gag reflex doesn't kick in here momentarily. Delicious, refreshing. Oh, God. Reminds me of a special time in my life. Oh, God. If well, you've noticed a pattern, Jordan's palate... Maybe this uh, pandemic has ruined his palate because this is two weeks in a row where he's not done well with some high-class drinks. <laughs> huh? Maybe there's something to that? Maybe there's something to Maybe that. Maybe you have been exposed because your sense of smell has been diminished. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Rona. Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much all I've been drinking, though, is beer and bourbon. Like... I think I told everyone that I got the 23 bottles of bourbon. We talked about that yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've just been plowing through those, uh, walking the dog at night. So anywho, first question for today. Okay. All right. I'm a commercial lines account manager and I'm struggling to balance the workload from home while trying to teach two kids at the same time. I'm not doing very well either. I'm not doing either very well. <laughs> she might not be doing well either. <laughs> I am concerned that if I bring this up to my boss, as far as how far I am behind, I could be the first one to get laid off. At the same time, I can't handle everything I'm trying to do now. What should I do? So again, our stance is a little different, or maybe it's not. But my viewpoint is these are extraordinary times to expect your employees to perform like they did in pre-pandemic times is probably not the best standard to put in place. All that to say... Our staff's done an incredible job adjusting. But as an agency principal, one, I would be really frustrated with myself if a staff member was so concerned about bringing up the situation. So what we do is we're very proactive. We tell our team, I think, I think I've said it every single meeting, mm -hmm. if you can't handle the load, if there's something that comes up, let me know. It's my job to figure out how to get the work done, right? And, and I don't care if you can't, Com completed. I just need to know so we actually take care of the customer. And I don't really care the reason at this point, because anything you say from the mental strain to my kid keeps yelling and I can't focus to I'm just so exhausted to, hey, look, the fatigue of all this is getting to me. All those are valid reasons. And it's my job as the agency principal to solve that problem. It's not the job of the employee. And so I would encourage you to be actually very transparent about what the issue is, what you're struggling with. And I would really say to the agency principal, can you help me brainstorm how to solve this problem? And, and really, they're going to prioritize things for you and you have to speak to what you need them to do for you and, and come up with creative solutions because most people have never been in this spot before. And unless you worked remotely from the start, this is all new stuff. And so uh, I just think that ownership comes first from the top and we as agency principals have to solve the problems and it is not incumbent upon you, the staff, to figure out how to navigate this on your own. And we need to be supportive of that, understanding of that, and empathetic to the situations you find yourselves in and sympathetic because a lot of us are in the same spot as well. Uh, Jordan, do you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I, I agree. I mean, Justin's the one who's really been 
the one pushing that every single meeting. Uh, I think, however, um, that it, it needs to be something that it does come from the top, like like he said, but that you guys are actually sharing the load amongst your team. And I, I mean, if it's if you're a one man shop or two person shop, that you're the or a one woman shop. That's why I switched to person after I said man. Uh, I guess the logical thing would have been to say woman next, but I, I think really, you know, someone's going to have better days and worse days, and everyone needs to work together as a team to really get through these things. Uh, you know. For us, we utilize Patra uh, for our back end, and India has been that they're out of India, um, and they've been crushed by this thing. They've been had to shelter in place. I think they had like six hours notice when it went down, you yeah. know, to get home, uh, and so it's absolutely devastated their country. You know, they've got all kinds of infrastructure with internet issues and all things like that. So we had that kind of shut down overnight. So we've asked our staff to take on extra responsibilities but to pass it around amongst each other when they need it. So, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll I believe they're being honest with us on, on where they're all at uh, because we've expressed them to, to do so. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's just everyone's chugging along and everyone's in, working the best they can, but you got to be honest. Well, I would also add that, and it's a good point you brought up, that even staying home is a challenge, but now... What we haven't shared with a lot of folks is the outsourcing companies, almost every single one we've spoken to at this point, have had issues as far as being able to service clientele because of lockdowns and the need to train people stateside or in other places in the world uh, to be able to actually get up and running and function. So in that situation... You have account managers here who are used to workloads being done elsewhere who now have to take it on themselves in addition to being a parent, an employee, teacher as well. So you've really got so many different variables being thrown at them that you really have to be understanding as an employer that there is only so much you can ask your employees to do and there's only so far you can push them because their mental health and emotional welfare is far more important than that client receiving that cert instantaneously. And I can tell you across the board, if there's one moment in history that you can go back to a client base and say, we're doing the best we can. Here's the challenge. I will get it to you. Here's the time frame. As long as you communicate, I think most people are going to understand and you'll be going fine going forward. Completely agree. All right. We agree. Question. Our insurance commissioner just ordered commercial insurance carriers to refund the past two months of insurance premium. My competitors are jumping in on this and telling my customers that they need a broker to be more proactive to get their refund. How do I even respond to this? You must be in California, like us. Yay, California. Um, gosh. Okay, so I've read that order 17 times, and then Justin's read a press release of that order, and they seem to have some overlap and some discontinuity there. And Hold on, let's clarify. The Department of Insurance website has a press release that reads differently than the actual order. Now, there's some overlap, as you're right. mentioning, but it, it's different. And depending upon where attorneys 
have read either the press release or the actual order, they are now wanting to send out notices to insureds, which then is being forwarded on to brokers. Yep. Yep, pretty much. Um, and I don't think any of them are perfectly clear. I I think the so yeah, essentially what the order basically says is, hey, insurance carriers for whether it's personal personal line, commercial lines, comp, etc., uh, refund premium uh, for the past two months for March and April, uh, potentially into May, and that it specifies different ways that you can do that, and then has a vague language on how you are or or what that amount should be it's hard to tell if it's it said based upon exposure so effectively if someone doesn't have any exposure because they're shut down they should be you know return the premium anyway it's it's very confusing uh long story short i think i truly think the intent is to say hey you you were going to get this assuming the policy was auditable you were going to get this back at the you know final audit anyway. Give them their money now. That's what I truly believe that the intent is out of this thing. Is that where you're at or no? I think it's it's that. It's also for those that are truly impacted. And let's say, for example, I'm a pizza parlor and I was going to do a million dollars in revenue this year. I'm now, because of takeout orders, going to do 600000 and I'm not on. I'm on. An, I'm fixed installments, right? So I may get an audit back. I may not. But the true exposure isn't going to be the same. And because the risk is less, the insurance company needs to take less in premium. Right. Most of that would be returned at audit, though. Right. Unless it was, you know, depending on on, on the, the policy form. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that was generally speaking the the intent. Um, so anyway, what was the question about it? The question is with the other brokers then using this as as a way to say, hey, we'll be aggressive. What what's your combat to that? Uh yeah. Okay, so I I, I we're torn in between announcing it to all of our clients and uh being hyper proactive with it and let's letting be other honest. People- I'm not torn. I don't want to announce yeah. Period. Because it's all fluff to me. But yeah, because there's there, nobody knows. All it's going to do is create all kinds of inbound calls and questions from all of our staff or from all of our, our, our clients. And we have really no answers we can give. And it's going to be done on a carrier by carrier, line of coverage by line of coverage basis. So we really have no information. So it, it's kind of just, you know, stoking the fire. But at the same point, you are going to have other brokers that are doing that to try to drum up some business. Uh, and I, I would just say, you got to make two choices. You got to either one, be proactive and say, here's what's going on. It really doesn't have any clarity to it. We'll let you know as we hear, which I kind of lean toward more of that. Justin's the other way. Or, or, or two, you can be kind of proactive. And, and when you reach back out to your insured after the other broker's doing it, saying, look, here's why what they're saying is wrong or inaccurate or incomplete. And this is why we, we've waited because we don't want to tell you four different things. And you can honestly throw it back to say, hey, just like the PPP that was going on, where we heard information and misinformation and people did quadruple the amount of work they actually needed to do because of it. We just didn't want to, we'd rather give you the information once we had it. So there's, 
uh, you know, different ways you can, you can throw it out there, but you got to decide what's kind of best for your agency. So I'm the antagonist. So I would do two things. One is I'd start by saying, I need a conference call. Let's put the other broker on a conference call so the three of us can talk all at once. But here's what I'd like. We're both going to put up 30 of our, our clients with their full contact information as collateral for said conference call. And then we're going to walk through the interpretation of this and, and speak truth. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to tear that, that broker into. So let's speak in my space. I'm in construction. Our contractors are essential workers. And for the most part, they are still working. I've had insureds reach out to me and say, Justin, this is a stimulus package. I need a credit. And I've said, this is not the intent of it. And, I, and then I would go line by line. Workers' compensation, you're on monthly payroll reporting? Okay, so your remedy for this is to report less payroll, just like you would. Okay, now let's talk about your autos. Are they still being driven? Okay, you're fine. Or are they garaged? We can non-op them, and then we can put them back on the road afterwards, and there can be a reduction in premium as associated you know, with that there. Now, if I'm a contractor and I'm surplus lines... The surplus lines carriers don't have to follow the directives of the DOI. They are not going to offer a refund. So we can be honest about that up front. But the other component to this is we now have people asking about premium finance obligations. And there's all sorts of constitutionality issues at play with regard to that. And this could be a way to actually just really demonstrate your value, your expertise to your insured. I would welcome this debate all day long, and I would bet them 30 of p- the people on my client list and a recording of the conversation to just use it as a, a new business opportunity. No one will take me up on that, but I bet you the second you are willing to get on a conference call with a competition, it's going to instill confidence in your client that you have, and it'll instill some fear in your competition. So there's Justin's plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burn this thing down. Uh, I'm going to win. I'm a competitor. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know that I have much to add on that. Is there anything else you want to add to any of this? I would say this, this would be a rule I'll apply to anything else. As long as you're an expert in what you do, and you should be an expert in what you do, and you should be niche specific, and you should be providing value to the client, I always call the bluff. Let's get on a conference call. Let's talk about the three of us. I'll stay on the call as long as it takes so that you feel comfortable with the answers. And what they find out nine times out of 10 is that broker's unwilling to do so. Well, at least in my case, they find out I know a hell of a lot more than them and could you know, teach them a lot about how to spell insurance. And so they back off and your client is protected. And ultimately that next year when someone's cold calling them saying, hey, I want the opportunity to quote. They go, no, 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 I got the expert. They provide the value add. So I prefer to be aggressive in that stance. Perfect. If you have cocktails, Jordan at Total CSR. If you have questions, Justin at TotalCSR.com. Be on the lookout on the socials because we just put out some new Total CSR ads. That are brilliant. That I think are pretty exciting. You uh, You might see some of your favorite characters like Doc Antle. What were the other one's name? Saf. Uh, 
This may have been Jordan, some of Jordan's best work, and I commend him. And actually, this is your best work since hiring Trent. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, who's the other guy? The guy with the leather jacket. Why can't I remember his name? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway, so if you see those ads floating around, give them a comment, give them a like, drum them up. Otherwise, have a wonderful day from wherever you're listening to this and hope you're staying safe. Cheers. Cheers.